What's going on, boys and girls? We have a terrific episode of Two White Lights for you today. We did a word association. If you are familiar with Two White Lights, you know that we play this with some of our guests. Well, we decided to flip the script and have you ask us the word associations. And to the surprise of no one, you were extremely negative in your word associations. Uh, Steve and I are very, very prepared to burn some bridges this episode. And, of course, that's the two white lights right way, right? If we didn't want negativity, we wouldn't promote so much negativity. But fun episode with uh, Steve and I of these little date nights that we do are always fun. Also, he shares one hell of a commercial gym story at the end of the episode. It was out there. Uh, I, I, I can't even describe it. So you're going to have to listen to it. Like, I don't know where to begin with that story. It's, uh, it's a fucking doozy, that one. So... Make sure you're subscribing to Two White Lights on Spotify. Leave a five-star rating there on Apple Podcasts as well. Leave a five-star rating and review. And also on twowhitelights.com, you can subscribe and listen to podcasts on there. And also check out the shop. We have merchandise and we're continue to come out with drops. We already have our original logo and off-the-top rope tee. Also, by the time you're listening to this episode, Bad Journalism and Fight Night will probably be dropped as well. So you have four drops on the site, and also our tumblers as well, which are fantastic. Make sure you are visiting the shop and getting some Two White Lights merchandise. And without further ado, here it is, Two White Lights. Oh, baby, I like it, bro. promise i'm here with steve denovi we got a date night and i gotta ask you this question are you ready to get canceled i am and you aren't just we we're going to this is bad we're gonna burn bridges here instant regret with this show idea (laughs) no one no one wanted nice things to be said with these word associations every the things that this we're very obviously to get us just to go off on people. And I guess it's going to happen. There's no- <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe we just become soft, which is a word association, which we'll get to. But uh, I, it's funny because we promote us being a pro-negativity podcast, hashtag bad journalism. Then I had this idea of, like, let's do a word association, a game that we play with a lot of our guests, and let's do it with – other power lifters, but we are in charge of it. So we asked the listeners to give us a phrase or a word and we'll come up with the first power lifter. And somehow it got negative. It's like 95% negativity. Yeah. I, I, this is a surprise to me. It's not like we promoted it at all on the show, but as soon as I saw this, I'm like, all right, so I got to make sure I have some bridges left at the end of this episode. Yeah, I've, I've 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 got about five people I've already decided that I really don't have any bridges left with. So if I really need to pull them out as kind of like a, a as a safety net, 
Um, I'll just keep crapping on them. It's funny, too. Cause, I mean, we kind of bring it up on the podcast from time to time, but you probably burn more bridges than me. Like, I st- the only bridges I burned were with Joe Sullivan and Brianni Terry. I think everyone else I've, I have a relatively good relationship with. You have the fucking block list. Yeah. Block list. I've been, I've been worse lately because I just don't care. I really don't. Like, I don't care if someone likes me or not. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it's. And I, I honestly, you got me there. You started it. And I, I, I take <laughs> it. You become, you become the people you hang out with, the five people you hang out with the most. And we hung out too much to the point where um i've gone full pro negativity and this the sensor has been taken off mm. yeah and i was always afraid of that because you're a coach and you have to rely on relationships with other people and i'm like maybe having steve on the podcast talking potential shit about other lifters isn't good um but i don't know i think your coaching has done relatively well since two white lights addition yeah there's like twenty thousand people in the usapl with like 34 of them hate me. I, I still got a pretty good uh, yeah. safety net of people that are good prospects. Based on percentages, you are the most beloved person in the USAPL. If you take that, 34 people out of 20,000, it's like 99%. Yeah, 30, 33 of those are equipped? Yeah. So do they even count? <laughs> well, there you go. And you might have just added 35 to the list. So... Uh, Perfect. Or 34. Another quick one. to the list. If you... Uh, yeah, if you include just the equiptate. But, yeah, I mean, all right, let's just get right into it, right? So, word association, um, I think the most common one that we saw from a lot of people, and by the way, thank you for everyone who submitted your negativity. There was a lot to read through. Um, I was a little afraid that we wouldn't get that because I posted it, like, midday and re-recorded later in the day. But the most common one I think I saw was cringe. Cringe, and... I think the first person that came to my mind, and I think he's getting better with it post IPF Worlds, is Alex Idor. Do Do we have enough to to say post IPF Worlds that like you can mm-hmm. go not crit? Like you're yeah, saying that kinda. he's been that good after? Yeah, <laughs> you know i I did, actually did he... think he is. I think he was actually kind of all right. So let me rephrase that. I think leading up to IPF Worlds. We weren't seeing the same type of posts that I've seen from him. And then it's another one of those things where he's he's a good dude. I like him. He helped me with commentary on Collegiate Nationals. Um, but then his social media presence, I'm like, I'm like, I don't know if I can I don't know if I can handle the ultimate teen slash junior lifter profile of all time. Um, but yeah, I mean if you're asking for first person to come to mind, Alex, which I think, I, I I don't know. I kind of see a little bit of an evolution. He is fucking so young, too. Every time I talk about it, I'm like, oh, I'm such a fucking surly old man doing this to <laughs> someone who's, like, two years above the age I teach. All right. Is that your pick, I, too? <laughs> I didn't know what I was going to say. I didn't know what I was going to say, but I, now I'm, I'm, this one's bad. This one's going to get me canceled, but I'm going to say it. <laughs> This is bad. We just started. We're gonna hate this one. What are we? Eight minutes in? Four. It's fine. This, this kind of goes with this kind of goes with Alex because again, Alex is young. Alex probably disagrees with this take, but I just freaking hate the whole TikTok crap. There, oh. There's like three people that are powerlifters on TikTok or do the I reels don't... and stuff that I actually think put out good content. I think it's all crap. Maybe I'm just a boomer. You want to know the worst one? 
the worst reels in all of powerlifting. Do you know who I'm getting to? I'm excited because I don't. Taylor Atwood. Oh. Oh. Taylor Atwood's reels are the worst in all of powerlifting. I think you're they right. They are horrible. I, 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 I would agree with you on that one. Yeah. I mean, again, potential bridge burn there. Um, I agree with you on that. I think we talked about it before. I hate TikTok just in general. I don't like it. Um, I don't even think the people who are good at TikTok is worth my time viewing. And that's <laughs> sorry, Mr. Stanick, my coach, but I don't view his TikTok and I, cause I don't view anyone's TikToks. I don't see any powerlifters post TikToks. I'm like, Oh, that was cool. That was interesting. That was fun. Every time I see him like that, like the best thing you can get for TikTok for me, I'm like, I didn't hate that one. That one was good. The or that one was like, only it's not hateable. The only powerlifter I see actually making decent TikToks where I think he's actually putting out, I don't want to say like amazingly revolutionary content, but the way he does it is incredibly marketable and I get the direction he's going and he's obviously been super successful as Gavin Aiden. Yeah. I, I think he is the only powerlifter I've seen that does TikTok well. Actually, Russ is doing a pretty good job of it too. I, I would agree there. I actually think I actually think Russ's TikToks are pretty good too. Well, here's the funny thing about Taylor Atwood. I don't watch any of his TikToks ever. I just hear from the grapevines like they're not great. I guess he's all right. You found something that he's bad at TikToks. Yeah. It's the first thing Taylor's ever been bad at. He's got the hair, he's got the looks. Eh, no debatable. Oh <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, burn, yeah. Uh, All right, another we have another burn bridge there. But yeah, I would agree with you on Gavin. Like I watch his TikToks. I'm like, again, I don't love TikToks. I just don't watch. I don't have a TikTok. I'm like, that is unless it's like a comedian doing it. That's about it. And like if it's not making me laugh, like I don't really care about TikToks. Gavin's. I'm like, okay, it's edited nicely. It's done not to like an over the top cringe kind of thing, and it's informational to an extent. You know, and then I see other ones. I'm like, why did you think this was a good skit? I don't get it. And uh, yeah, and Russ' social media presence has always been pretty good. Like, I think he is like the also the goat at like social media content of it being yeah. relatively digestible. All right. Yeah. What uh, I think. Oh. Oh no. Continue. continue. I can, I'll say one quick thing. I could I could get on a whole rant about this, but understanding that the people who are good at TikToks. It is multi-layered of why they're good, yeah. not just because they're simply funny. Like every aspect of how they're targeting, how they're approaching the target audience, um, the kind of like uh, subliminal things they're saying within it. There's so many little things like Russ and Gavin do a good job of, and people just try and copy it, thinking if they do something similar, it's good, and it's not. It just looks mm. god awful. Yeah, parodies often aren't very good, um, especially when you're not acknowledging it's a parody. Like parodies are only good when you're acknowledging it's a parody. So, all right. Well, we are off on a hot start. Goat. Yep. Goat. First person that comes to mind when I think of goat, even though I wouldn't put him as my goat, is Ed Cohen. That's just the first person that comes to mind when I think of goat. My actual goat might be your pick. John Hack? John Hack. Do you, is that the first person you think of when you think of goat? Yeah, at this point I do. Yeah, I mean, I think after that last performance, I, I, I don't know. I don't think I'm going to have a hard time picking anyone over him at this point. It's, there's too much consistency. There's starting to be longevity there. He's done it at multiple weight classes. He's done it naturally. He's done it tested. 
he also has good meme pages. Ed Cohn doesn't have a good meme page. Mm -hmm. uh, there, there's yeah. I like how you get, you did give him good meme page, not the best meme page, but good meme page from John Hack. Uh, he didn't up the content with two white lights. We told him what he yeah. needed. No, oh, yeah, it's it's complete. Yeah, there's it's complete patronage there. If you just do things that are about us, then we will just give you an award. But yeah, I well, I mean really because I'm an idiot. The first thing that I think of though, when I think of goat, is a goat, an animal. Just that's the first thing that comes to my mind every time I hear someone say goat is a goat. But if I had to go to powerlifting, the first person who just I will like knee jerk reaction, I would just say Ed Cohen. Um, even though I think John Hack is the goat, I think it's just Ed Cohen's been referred to as the goat for longer. Yeah, that's kind of like, well, I don't want who I mean, this is me being young. Who was like the overriding? Was it Wilt Chamberlain? Was he the overriding goat until Gor Jordan came along? No, who, they who didn't. Was, who was like actually, who was like the set in stone goat? Well, like okay. I feel like Hack is Hack is Jordan, and Cone was the goat before him that was coming along, and just was like the guy that was always around. And then in I, twenty years, we're gonna look back, and it's not, it's not gonna be a question. Hack's gonna be the goat. Um. Okay. Well, as far as basketball goes, like I don't know exactly because I guess it would be in the same time frame, like. I I just grew up with Michael Jordan being the best basketball player ever. There was no question about it. All right, Joe Mon better one, Joe Montana versus well, I, Tom Brady. Sure, sure. I, I just want to say, I think Michael Jordan started, like, the GOAT thing on Twitter, though. Could be totally wrong, but he responded to, like, he responded to another basketball player with a GOAT emoji. Like, they were using emojis to describe themselves, and Michael Pretty Jordan's sure it's go GOAT. I don't yeah, think I mean, it's been used that long. I, I could be wrong. I, know, I feel like, goat, I feel like, I feel like it's a modern expression. Twitter. No, I think goat's a modern expression. I mean, if that's, it's Muhammad Ali, greatest of all time. That's what he called himself. I'm the greatest of all time. I mean, it probably starts with Muhammad Ali, but we're getting deep into the the slang of an what acronym. Of an acronym <laughs> that I actually hate. I hate this acronym. Most hated acronym in all of sports for me is GOAT, because, and especially in powerlifting, because you can be a GOAT just for being a powerlifter who does things if you're a powerlifter who's done a thing you are potentially a goat if you handled someone at the meet you are a goat if you coach someone you are a goat if you won first place at your local meet you are a goat if you win second place at your local meet you are a goat you are just gonna be called <laughs> goat by your friends because why not let's let's just overuse it we're like a bunch of middle schoolers we overuse it until we overuse a joke or a phrase until it's just unusable anymore and goat is possibly one of them and credit to two white lights for making an entire episode about it so good and speaking more about it okay here's another one cocky first lifter that comes to mind when we think of cocky steve i'm not good at coming up with something quick me neither that's why i regretted uh, this this uh, show idea because i have to think about it yeah uh Pug. I would say Pug because I think he tried to create a persona of being cocky, but Derek Thistleweight for me is again. I think he created the persona well, of being a, like a cocky powerlifter. They basically did both the same persona except one of them actually won something. Yeah, and also one of them is actually entertaining in their cockiness. 
Because Pug, it's like, it's clear. It's a, a joke at times or like an act. Derek, you can't really tell, and it's humorous. It's funny. And it's it sometimes gets overly, like, not overly ridiculous, but he leans into it so hard and sounds so genuine. Um, I like, But here's what I was trying to think of. Is there a naturally cocky guy in powerlifting? Because I think they just both lean into it. Is there an actual, like, cocky dude in powerlifting who's well-known enough for us to say it? Because I think I do know some cocky people, but they're all, like, but- kind of... Well, then it, it leans into cocky versus confident. Like there's a, yeah. there's, there's a, there's a transition at a certain point where you're just confident versus cocky. Cocky usually has a negative connotation that you don't quite live up to the expectation that you're trying to portray. That's a good. That's a good point. Yeah. Then I don't know if I'll refer to as Derek this way as cocky, because, but because I just did. I, I was my word. Someone I say is confident. Someone I would say is confident is Russ. Mm-hmm. He, he has a persona that if he didn't live up to what he does, you could arguably say it's cocky. But the fact of the matter is, is he doesn't say anything that he doesn't back up. So therefore, it's just confidence. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a good that's a good one, because I think if he didn't. Yeah, if he didn't live up to anything, he would be perceived as a dick a lot of the time. And someone who's arrogant and cocky, but he does. He does live up to the expectation. He does live up to what he says he's going to do. And therefore, you know, you get that confident label as opposed to cocky. Um, I mean, Kevin Tran, I'll throw him in there. Like, well, well just do the whole 75s. Kevin Tran, yes, yeah. Perk, uh, Jacob, Ra- Jacob Ramos, yeah, okay, Perk. Yeah. The whole 75s are basically in this whole like, cocky to com- and even atwood but atwood i'd say is confident he's he's, oh, yeah, he's, he's much he's- like russ where he you could you could if he could be perceived as cocky but i don't because I, I don't think there's a negative to what taylor does he's just very confident because he continues to back it up where all the other 75s try and act like taylor but then they get their butts kicked so now they're just that's cocky and newer, arrogant i don't know that's more of a newer thing from taylor though because i never knew him as like a cocky guy until we started to see the whole 74 kilo battle at 2019 nationals. Then I think afterwards you start to see a little bit of that. But I, to, to me, if I'm being honest, I never thought of him as that. I like even like, even the, like the overconfidence thing, like, or not the overconfidence thing, the confidence thing. Like he obviously exudes confidence, but he does it in a relatively low key form. Like he keeps it at a sentence. At times, I remember when we did the you know preview for nationals, and he said, you know, it's not even close between him and Perk. That was it. That's all he said. It's not even close. And like, well, for I say, it's just confident. Yeah. Like he's not even try. He doesn't. He's not trying to get into it. it. But if you get him, if you try and pull him in, he's just like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna win. But I don't think. Confident. I don't think actually. Win. I don't think they're copying Atwood by doing that though. The other seventy fours. I think they're co- the copying what they see on, you know, or mixed martial arts, what they see, you know, what Pug did in the past. I think that's what they're more so portraying as opposed to Pug definitely invented it. Not, not, not Patrick Beverly or any uh, closer in baseball or any UFC fighter. Pug invented it. Yeah. (laughs) All right. That's I'm going to go to a, um, a positive one now because we got like a fucking just list of negative ones underlooked. Underlooked powerlifter. Again, if I'm doing word association, because he called himself underlooked so many times, I'm going to think of Perk. Even though he's not, but I'm going to think of that. Oh, I can't. 
I definitely cannot think of Perk as I, underlooked I, anymore. No, no, the no only way. reason why he, he's honestly he never, never he's he never, never been underlooked. underlooked. He called himself underlooked so time that's it's word but, association. The first person that but comes you're to taking, mind. So you're taking the one positive one we did and yeah, making it negative. Making like, it negative. <laughs> you aren't even making it I positive. Can't. Like he's not, at, you're just trying to yeah, turn I, around and make. Yeah. I'm sorry, but I'm doing the honest podcast here. I'm, or I'm doing the honest thing here. It's like if you're I mean, playing word associated with me, if you were interviewing me and you say overlooked, I'd say Perk only because he refers himself as underlooked. Um, I, fuck, I, I, now I can't think of one. Who, who, who would yours be? Alexis Jones. Excellent pick. That's an actual true pick. She's arguably, she could be in the conversation for best female lifter in the world by the end of the year or next year. Not on dots, because dots isn't always going to be great. But if you're talking like accomplishments and what they're doing in, in, in comparison to their weight class, Alexis Jones could be the greatest uh, 90 kilo or 84 kilo plus lifter of all time. Um, already, already is knocking on the door of it and, barring a, like the people who are in the know, I don't think she's very well known. Okay. Yeah. I, I that, that's actually a really good one there. Even though I don't know if, if, I, if I'm going to throw out, if I'm going to throw out a guy, but I'll say this, that we did this over and over and over. I'm not going to do any more is Morgan Aquino Garcia on the underlook side. We, we kept, we mm. kept underrating him and overlooking him. Um, and he kept living up to ex- exceeding expectations and is now the national champion. Like he was continually underlooked and probably still is. Like if you ask probably most people who the best, like 66 to 67 and a half kilo lifters, they're probably talking Dan Clements and Panna and Joe Jordan and Eddie Berglund. Um, and they're not even going to have Morgan in the conversation yet. Doesn't he have the highest total out of all of them this year? I believe so. Yeah. Or no, second, second, maybe second to Eddie. Maybe second to Eddie. Him yeah, I can forget well, which one. Again, because we called it the Dan Clemens show when we did previews for Nationals, and Morgan ended up winning. So, yeah. There you go. I, that's, I, I mean, a potential award. Uh, two White Lights Award. Award season's coming up in about two or three months. So, underlooked of the year, based on what Two White Lights said, I think Morgan is a very strong contender for that. Okay, um, I thought that was gonna be positive, but it is not. But now, if we got o- uh, overlooked or underlooked, I think we got to combine overrated and overhyped here. There's a lot of lifters who come to mind for overrated and overhyped for me. Okay, who are they? I mean, we're picking on them a lot here, but I think Pug is one of the more overrated lifters in the world. I don't think so because I don't think anyone's putting them up there at this at this the point with Taylor lights, and all the, the other two people. white lights DMs would disagree with you. I was getting a lot of DMs that we are sleeping on Pug last year, the year before, and I'm like, I don't know if that's true. And I think of that like I think of how he's viewed with a lot of powerlifters, and it's of this he is up there with Perk. Atwood and the other top 74s and 75s and I don't think he is. I think he's in the top 5, but I think it it's still he still gets it like the third and I think he's I I think in 2019 it was fair. I think in 2022 he has the overrated label. Okay. Well, my pick is going to be super easy. I'm looking up so I have the right statistics. 
Um, cause I'm not going to burn any bridges gotta, here cause if, there is no bridge. It, if you gotta, if you gotta look up statistics, it's not word association. You gotta think the first person to come. No, to mind. I already, no, I already okay. knew. I already well, had the up, name. I I'm just, just looking at statistics. Keyboard. So I'm just who's saying. Who's the thirty? Who who's the 33rd best two twenty lifter in the world? I don't know. Joe Sullivan. Oh fuck! <laughs> Shit. And that's from two thousand six. Wanna... That's from two thousand sixteen. That's a good point. Actually, let's look. He he competes at 100 now. 13th. Bob totals more than him, though, in the USAPL with a stiff bar. Yeah. That's actually a really yeah, good pick. I, think I, I might edit out the entire pug thing and just have you go on a, or me go on a Joe Sullivan rant. But, yeah, I would agree with you. Joe Sullivan, <laughs> that's a good pick. And it's not, it's not hate there. It is – it's true. I mean – I think a person who gets by on one lift a whole lot. Yeah, he's got a great he's got a great squat, but uh, he he seemingly is like put on a pedestal with a lot of the other top untested lifters, and he's not he he's not his, there. He had his time. I, I just mean, don't hack, think he's hack out total him by eighty kilos. But yeah, I, but, I mean it's hack though. Hack is out totaling a lot. I'm of just I'm just. By yeah. 80 kilos. But yeah, I, mean, I think there was a point, though. I, I mean, to defend Joe Sullivan here, but to defend, uh, at least from my end, to defend Joe Sullivan here, I think there was a point where he was like up there with some of the top, top, top dogs in the untested side, and it was fair. At 2022, he is, I still think, like thrown in there a whole lot. And it's. And whenever there's a meet, he's just no longer a person who's going to challenge for the top spot. And I think people view it in that way, but I don't know. Like this over, I mean, I guess it's contentious right now because overrated, underrated, right? Like it's hard to quantify. If we overrate someone by the very nature of overrating them, we're underrating them. Or if we underrate someone by the very nature, we're overrating them. Powerlifting is a very hard sport to do that. Um, I do think that people are curious about his squat and the all-time world record on his squat. I think, or that's why they view him as a lifter. Um, I will say, yeah, as he far wasn't as, all. That's a more re, that's a more recent thing, though, of him going after that world record squat. Yeah. I mean, he used to be a little bit more well-rounded Cur- as a lifter. Well, exactly. Actually, I mean, to give well, credit, his his bench is going a little bit better right now. But still, with that, a lot of it comes back to. Uh, part of his coaching and the success well, there. Okay. Uh, All right. That's that's right there. Overrated part is his coaching and his content he puts out. Well, yeah. That's the content. That's terrible, the overrated but... part. When people are telling me it's like, oh, he's one of the great minds in powerlifting. I'm like, okay, I don't want to, you know, knock someone's coaching in the way they make a living, but I'm not going to sit here and tell you that putting a resistance band on your deadlift is a good idea. It's a horrible idea. It's it's bad. Is, coach, is coaching even his main revenue stream anymore? I, Do we even know that? Does he have another? Does he have another main revenue stream? Revenue stream that makes more money? Hey, don't dox his personal life, dude. Don't dox his personal life, even though it's he personally put it I'm out there. I'm just asking. Hey, don't uh, don't do I, it, I'm man. Just asking. Don't do it because apparently that's that's releasing it could, it per, could per, be personal his, information his when it's steroid, not. His steroid consulting. Maybe that's his main revenue stream as well. Yeah, I I mean, I, I think that, yeah, that aspect of it where people could tell me, like, as far as coaching goes, I'm like, okay, 
Um, I don't know if I would agree with you there. And I think there's uh, there's a point where I think he's overthinking things um, and trying new things, but I don't see that. I, I don't I, I would I think he does get overrated in that sense. But you said it though, he was well rounded at a point and he was. Like I think at a point there he was challenging at these top spots at these big meets. And now I think more people know that he's not gonna be in that and they're rating him appropriately, where it's the all time squat world record that they're looking at with Joe. And I think they start to they saw the all time squat world record, cool. And then they go into the main competition aspect. Who's going to win on Wilkes or Dots or whatever formula they're using? Yeah, I mean, you could you could probably go to, I think this is, to an extent this correlates, uh, there's probably a, a lot of overrated people who just have really large Instagram followings. So mm-hmm. therefore, since that's what a lot of people who do not have as much knowledge with inside powerlifting believe is the best powerlifters, that they think that, oh, so this is even to Joe, this is to a lot of people, uh, that they think they're simply the best because it's, it's all they know of within the sport. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I was overrated at a point 2019 raw nationals. I was definitely an overrated powerlifter where people were viewing and reposting my things and I wasn't very good. I was a one lift specialist and I wasn't even the best at that one lift. Um, like Russ was as good of a deadlifter as me in 2019. And I was looking like it was, there was an overrated thing. There was mm-hmm. uh there was an overrated aspect yeah. to it, but yeah, I mean, I can say myself as a lifter, I was always very appropriately rated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Appropriately rated for sure. Well, yeah. to speak on that, I, over- I was rated by no one. I was rated by absolutely no one, which is appropriately rated. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, and there's a lot of, appro- and I think most powerlifters are appropriately rated. Um, well, this ties into overrated, overhyped gimmick, because I think I was overrated because of a gimmick. So when you think of gimmick, who do you think of? Mm, I'm going between two people. I don't know which. Uh, first thing, first person that came to my mind was Delaney. Does it have? Why Delaney? Because he has a gimmick setup. Oh, it's a gimmick. Okay. I mean, it's, I, I mean, going he has... I was going. I was going as a gimmick lifter. Oh no! Does this person What's have a to gimmick be a power... lifter? What's a gimmick lifter? Now, Tyson Reddenauer. What's a gimmick though? Uh, only using pound plates, straps, oh, and uh, calling calling your engine deadlifts world records. That's a gimmick though. Yes, because it's not gimmick, real. It's gimmick, a gimmick. Okay. Uh, uh, all right. Okay. All right. I'll give you that one. Uh, all right. So now, because I need some gimmick. clarification. Definition. A trick or device intended to attract attention, publicity, or business. Okay. What's, what What defines a trick or device intended to attract attention, publicity, or business more than Tyson Ridenauer's deadlifts? Okay. You were right there. All right. So I was, okay, I was confused there. That makes sense. I'm still going to go with Delaney, and it's not he's a gimmick lifter. His All of his setups on all of his lifts are gimmicks. They're forced. He said, I think, publicly because they look cool. They look cool to do, so that's why he does them. Yeah, I would qualify it as a gimmick because he has the most elaborate deadlift setup of all time and squat setup and bench setup. 
Like he's extra on all three lifts. And whenever you set up like that, it's, I think, forced and it turns into a gimmick. No hate there. I mean, I never had an issue with it, but that's the first thing when I think of his gimmick. But Tyson is yeah, a great I pick. definitely took it. I mean, to be, I, I mean, definitely again, took it a completely different way. Yeah, I mean, what you did but, was fair. Yes. I don't want to call it. Yeah, but Delaney is not a gimmick lifter. At, at, at no, no point he's not a gimmick lifter. But he has the gimmick. Uh, Hussan, uh, Hussan the gym freak, also coached by Joe Stanek. Gimmick. He's he dances before the lifts. He puts that in. He's uh, that's a very. Gimmick I would call thing. that. I would call that more gimmicky than Delaney because I don't think Delaney does his setup to gain attention. It's just, I think he does. For some reason, he okay. I think because it, cool. it looks cool. Definitely, definitely does. Puts the dancing in to get attention. Which you know what? I'm not hating no, all I, the way on getting attention. I'm a Everyone wrestling does fan. Does their ways to get attention. I'm a wrestling fan, or at least a former wrestling fan. They have gimmicks. They have things that they attract attention to. To brand people like Kusam's dancing before a lift and it's it is it is at times incredibly entertaining it's funny it's it's cool he's actually got some rhythm too delaney's deadlift setup and his bench look kind of cool it looks cool like it does attract attention and it's not done in like an overly some people might roll their eyes at it other people think it's cool that's the point of a gimmick see we're not we're not all a negative I wasn't thinking gimmick in the sense in, in sense of a negative. Um, aside from gimmick lifters, Tyson Rennauer is uh, to me. Please, please tell me when someone's referred to someone as a gimmick has been a positive. How is that a word that's ever been a I've been, positive? Um, I think it has. Uh, it, it depends. It, it to because to me, uh, you're tell you're saying what a gimmick actually is. And it's to bring attention to yourself. If it's done positively, I don't think that's a bad way. But like, if you have, like, I have a gimmick. I have the chalk clap. I have the belt toss. That's a gimmick. Like, yeah, if I was referred to true. as a gimmick okay. lifter, I'd be like, okay, I don't give a fuck. Like, I think, like, if you say it in a negative light, I guess it's a negative. But people might refer right. to my gimmick I, as a positive. I understand your side, and I will. From here on out, refer to you as a gimmick lifter in all, all right. preview shows that we talk about you. I have no problem with that. Um, you brought up Tyson Rennauer. The first person I thought of was soft, which is our next word association. Tyson Rennauer, because he refuses to compete in powerlifting because there's rules. That is the softest fucking thing I've ever heard in my goddamn life. He said on Instagram, I don't really compete in powerlifting because there's too much rules constraining powerlifters. I'm like, yeah, the rules that would make it an even playing field and you have to compete with people on the same even playing field. And that is too much for you because you're soft because it's going to knock the gimmick lifter that you are or the gimmick that you have. And it's going to ruin your publicity or ruin your image when you deadlift 750 in competition. If that, <laughs> I don't know if you can get that with like an actual, Regular deadlift. He has the he has the like egregious deadlift of yanking it, pretty much turning into a leg press. Uh, and the 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 hilarious Instagram story of him saying he doesn't compete in powerlifting because of the rules that powerlifting has. That is the softest thing I've ever heard in my life. 
Well, much like gimmick, I took this as a complete different thing. I, I took soft as in like literally soft. And I was going to go with Angelo Fortino because I have felt your skin mm. and it is very silky smooth. God, this would be a great time for an ad read. We don't have one with like lotion or like wipes or something. It would have been fantastic. We don't have We that. have we have a Steve After Dark shirt coming up. We do. do, we, do we have, are we allowed to, are we, are we allowed to I, announce a launch date? Um, kind of. I guess it's going to be late September, but is that soft skin? I, I, I like if this was like L'Oreal, I don't oh, know. Steve after is. Steve after dark doesn't go for rough skin. It has to be baby butt skin smooth. Jesus Christ. I, that's, okay. what, that's why I, I like myself some Fortino power. Okay. All right. I don't know where this went. I was hoping we had like a hand lotion okay. thing or a face lotion. I'll go here, or soft. here. I'll go. Here's my literal soft. Well, not literal. Here's my soft in the sense of like soft. Um, that kid who posted, <laughs> I don't, can't even say don't. it. He, he loves <laughs> that he show. posted that he walked 15 no. minutes to class Poor and Aiden. then deleted his account when no. he got made fun of. That's no, no. Aiden, all right. I feel okay. I feel bad for the because I, I, I love Aiden. The unconventional conventional puller. The unconventional conventional puller. <sighs> It's, it was so – I think it was foul reposting that so many times. You know what I mean? It's like you fucked up. He's a, he's kind of just a normal power lifter who's – he's just a kid. I don't know. I think it's that's biased there too because I like him. I I like him. I have conversations with him, and I felt bad. I just did. I am, I'm, turn, I'm turning soft. I'm turning soft, but – yeah. He, I told you, Angelo Aiden, is soft. Aiden, Softest power Aiden if game. you're listening, don't let people discourage you. Activate your Instagram account. And may, and you know what? Tell them to go fuck themselves. Lean into it. Say 15-minute modic is a lot for you, and everyone else can suck your dick. Do it. Get on yeah, Instagram and I'll, say that. I'll give you some advice, Aiden. The block button's awesome. Yeah, block everyone. Block powerlifting. We'll, block, you, you people get don't a, use the block button enough. Yeah, block it everyone. Makes, it makes it makes Instagram so much more bearable when you just block people. And you know what? If someone wants to block me, I don't. That's fine by me. I don't it. take offense to it. Like I just, there's some people I just don't want to see on social media, and I might like them in person, but I just don't want to see them on social media. They yeah. annoy me. I mean, I know where the block button is going to keep far away from me. Just absolutely, like I'm putting my phone, not even with easing distance for the block button. And that's Left Love Bros. I can't block them because I want to see everything they post on Instagram. I want to see every single drop that they have. And you should too. Left Love Bros has the best powerlifting merchandise in the sport right now. I just saw those deadlift socks posted yesterday. I I mean, you're, you're wearing, I mean, black and red. You can't go wrong with black and red. You cannot go wrong with black and red. I was seeing red when I saw those deadlift socks. And like I say, they make you look good from head to toe. They get you with the dad hats. They get you with the tank tops, the t-shirts, the hoodies, the joggers, and some socks coming out too. Use that promo code 2 w 15 Follow them on Instagram and also ORC15. And remember, no one's done it, and I'm really pissed off, but you have to send CBC feet pics. No one has done it yet. At aged underscore wait, age underscore wait, age under age underscore under underscore wait, right? Aged. This is good radio. Everyone is loving this part of the podcast. Aged underscore under underscore 
wait. Send him feet pics. If anyone does that, DM me proof. And this is just a sly way to you for you getting feet pics. DM me proof no, that I you just... send someone else feet pics. Do <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually yeah, send them true. to that me look, first? That, that does look bad. Send that does me, look bad. Send them to me first so I can send them to CB so I can approve of them. That's that's really what you're saying. Pretty much. Pretty much. All right. Back on to word association. We're getting hot and heavy here. Um, this is an interesting one. I just want to mention this one. Under des- underdeserving or undeserving. Undeserving? I don't, I don't know how you can be undeserving in powerlifting. You really get everything as deserved to you, right? Undeserving. I don't see. Undeserving. You have it under. Oh, on there. Okay. Undeserving. Huh. I don't know. Like, is anyone undeserving in powerlifting? I guess I could go to the overrated conversation, but you get what's given to you. Well, this is this kind of goes back to clout. Like people who are given too much. No, I hype I, and attention. To, I, I totally disagree with you. Lift, there. For lifting that is not. I actually. To that. Ex- to that like standard. Well, I I disagree with you only because I think any any follower count that you get is deserving because people followed you. Now, if you have a fake following and your following was built on fake followers, then it's undeserving. But if you have a following in powerlifting, that's deserving, even if you're good or not. Now you can be called yeah, overrated. You're, deser- or you're deserving of attention, but you're under your. Underdeserving of what undeserving, you're getting in what way? Underdeserving of like the acclamations you get as a as like supposedly then, an elite level lifter when you're not. You're you're getting that because of your following. Then it goes just overlooked. You know that just goes down to overlooked, right? And or not overlooked. Uh, no, over, over, overrated. Overrated. No, overrated. Yeah, overrated because well, that's, that's the same thing. Un, un, yeah, undeserving so, and overrated I, is pretty similar. Yeah, I I guess I think uh, I don't know like. When people I'll say give you one. I'll give. I'll give you one. This is actually undeserving. Maybe I'll get canceled by Canada. I think it's Canada that would cancel me for this one. The person who beat uh, Bonica Brown at World Games. Oh, okay. All right. Because Bonica should have won. That's fair. We'll go with that one. That's that's on my mind because Bonica should have won. She hit that deadlift. Okay. So. All right. Yeah. Okay. We found one. We found a good one there. I don't know. I just saw that one. I'm like, you're just, I think in powerlifting and any sport, you, you give everything as deserved to you, even if it's clout, even if it's um, like sponsors. I see, I see a lot of bitter powerlifters when they complain about like guys who don't win worlds or win nationals or these big meets and they have sponsors. Like guys, this is what sponsors do. They give sponsorships to people who are marketable and have a big following. They are deserving of a following and or a sponsor and you're not because you don't have the following. You can't market to people. So that's that's one thing I see a whole lot of, and I don't think that's undeserving. Um, where did I see this one? Uh, the future. The future. Jonathan Hill. Jonathan Hill? I was going to say Joe yeah. Bornstein. I'm thinking of him more. I'm thinking of him a lot. Joe, I'm thinking of you. <laughs> Thinking about you. You like them teenage boys. That's that's your thing. Hey, let's uh, maybe not of, say that on the a amount podcast. of the amount of. <laughs> I, I, I mean, have a, I have a job. daily. You send me you send me profiles of teenage boy lifters saying, "Hey, check out this kid." 
Jesus like, Christ, man. You literally You're Nick Mandarizing me right people now. People don't man. know you you run Rising Lifters, don't you? Isn't that your second account, Rising that's, Lifters? That's Weed. That was your that's way to Wiz be able to kind of connect. That's Weez underscore bread. That's Weez and Bread. Or Weez or Bread. We don't know. I don't know where Weez ends and Bread begins. But that's not me. Sean Mills just word. became a junior. He was a teen. You were very, I mean, honestly, I was on rising. I was Sean Mills. I was on rising. You used lunchers, to, though. he used to be like, you used to really like Sean and you, you've kind of backtracked in the sense of not I, making fun of him ever I, since he's aged out of teens. I, I he lead, was in teens. You I, only had positive things to say. I Leonardo DiCaprio him. You did <laughs> 20, 19, 19 or under is or, uh, 18 to 19 is Angelo's age. Okay. That, that's a, the prime a spot. Lot of, a lot of bad sound bites, especially when you consider my profession here. Um, <laughs> a lot of bad ones that could be used on me in the uh, in the future. But no, nope. what if, what if one of your students secretly listened and they're going to come to class with with the, with the goddamn podcast? Literally, my worst nightmare is that happening. Like actual, my worst nightmare of that happening. Um, yeah, like if, even if anyone was like, yeah, I, I listened to 14 seconds of your podcast. I'm like, well, there was a jerk off story last week. So that's a fucking nightmare <laughs> that will undoubtedly get me fired. Um, I, like Solana said it, <laughs> just trying to pass it off that way to my administrators Always. and bosses. But yeah, the future though, um, Joe Bornstein only, I like, I, he's one of those lifters, uh, very similar to perk when, he was the future. Now he's not the future. He is the presence. Perk is a presently good lifter. He's on the same pedestal as Ashton Ruska, Brandon Petrie, Bob Matthews. I would say even Taylor Atwood, um, depending on you know who you talk to, I would consider him on the same level. Joe Bornstein, I think, is that next guy. Joe is a person who I could think really contending for 83 kilos and 75 kilos. I'm looking at him. I often have, you know, a little bias towards people who potentially could be my weight class. And I'm looking at him like he can be an absolute stud lifter in this weight class. And to your pick, John Hill. Absolutely. I mean, all the intangibles, right? Uh, Especially, I mean, he's going to dominate that 100 kilo class now, I think. Bob's up. Bob's yeah. going to 110. Dominate's going to be, I mean, we're going to have to see something, and but John, Dominate, Dominate's quite And John the is light. John was only 94. Mm-hmm. He, he's oh, very no, much not, in that same kind of field as Bob. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying he's that. He's got so much. I'm saying just dominating, like that's a, that's, that's a high, that's a high standard, you know, like dominating anyway. That's what I'm saying. All right. Yeah, he's the future. I'm saying it. Yeah, I oh yeah, and I I would agree with you on there as well, just because of he has all the intangibles to to be that person, and also with that hundred hundred kilo weight class is producing a lot of fantastic lifters. Like that has been one of the best things the USAPL has done is add that hundred kilo weight class because we're seeing guys who were really good lifters turn into the best lifters because of this weight class. Like Petrie, Bob. I'm now Petrie's fucking murdering at 90 kilos and 93 kilos. And he was originally, but that hundred kilo weight class kind of gave him that little breakout there. Um, and you're, you're going to see some freaks coming out of that weight class in the very, uh, near future. Um, let's see. Clout lifter. Um, Nabil would be my first one. Yeah. Nabil. <laughs> we can't do anything but Nabil. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can, I mean, Tyson, 
Rennauer would be another one. He's he lists four clouds. Yeah, but Nabil, but I he think he doesn't even power. He's not a real. He's yeah, not exactly. a real power lifter. Nabil, Nabil's a real power lifter and still just simply cloudless. Yeah, Nabil. Yeah, he's. I actually. I don't know because I think I haven't left a negative comment on one of his posts recently. So I think he's getting better at this. I haven't. Like that's how I know. I'm like you haven't done anything that warranted me being a surly old man. So therefore I think you're graduating from the uh, clout lifter. I mean, he, he at least competes. He competes and he I competes like him. consistently. He competes at nationals. He does, he does He's legitimate a... meets. So could, so could you say his, his buddy RFD physics is more of a clout lifter since he really doesn't, he doesn't do give, anything, but deadlift he doesn't give a shit about it. clout though. He doesn't. Talking to him, he does not care. No. He he might say that, but he doesn't act like that online. I don't know. I, I want to call you him don't, a you don't, you don't post every deadlift you ever do and do all that stuff if you don't care about clout. I like why would, if you don't care about clout, why would you be even posting on Instagram in the first place? What, what, what would be the point of it? He doesn't care enough about clout to be a clout lifter. Clout lifters care. It's clout first, everything else second. I don't think he's like that. I think he is... Focus on his deadlift improving. Talking to him, seeing some trends on social media, that's what I see there. Okay. Appropriately rated. <laughs> that's a funny one. I like that. I, I actually respect the person who gave this one because it's so much better than underrated overlaid. Like, who is the most appropriately rated power lifter? And all of them, I guess, right? If they're appropriately rated, I don't know. Yeah, I can't think of anyone that like stands out as like they're very, I, very appropriately rated for well, like what they do. It's funny again because I always thought like of me being the most appropriately rated powerlifter <laughs> because people would call me underrated for a long time. No one called me overrated, even though I thought I was overrated. Um, but all people called me overrated a lot, and I'm like, I think I'm appropriately rated. I'm not as good as Russ, um, and at the time, Sean. And people talk about them more, and that's appropriate because they're better than me. Because people were like, you're underrated because you're never talking about in the conversation. I'm like, I don't think I deserve to be. At the time, and I wasn't. At the time where I was saying this, I, I was not as good as them, so I shouldn't have been talked about. And I thought that made me the most appropriately rated powerlifter. Okay. Uh, spitball in there. I'll say, I, I don't, this one's super hard. I'm going to say Keiko. I don't feel like he's ever been mm. overrated. He maybe was underlooked for a bit. For, for for the last three, four years, he's been very appropriate related as an extremely good lifter. I don't think anyone's ever said he's unbeatable. Like, he's so good that he's unbeatable, yeah. which is correct. He's appro He's been appropriate and related as likely the best 93 for a long time, but not unbeatable 93, where... I'm not saying this about Russ, but I think some people literally say Russ can't be beat. Like that's where I say Russ, you can't say appropriate related because some people will say like Russ is like, is literally unbeatable in any way, shape or form. Um, even though Russ and Keiko have been at very similar standards for a while, I don't think people say that about Keiko. He's, yeah. he's fairly appropriately rated. And he has, well, yeah, that's, that's actually a very good point because he is picked a lot to lose in these battles and up until recently with Chance Mitchell he 
I that's that's the only time he did lose. Like uh, if you go to the last year's nationals, we were going with Borkert or you were. I think I picked Keiko. So I think did you pick Borkert to win? No, we all picked Keiko. But it was more like he this just could could come down to a last deadline. We were picking oh yeah, we were, we picking, we were picking between Borker Borker we and Keiko. Yeah, we completely we overlooked Gavin. Gavin obviously but, did really, really good. Yeah, Gavin and then the world, same thing. It's like we think that Gustav could win. And then come this year's chance twice. And I think like, yeah, he is the guy who wins a lot. Three a three time national champion and a uh, world champion, one-time one, world, one champion. Time world champion. Yep. So, like, yeah, and I, I would I would agree with you uh, on that one. That's actually a really good pick. Um, let's see here. <laughs> Obnoxious. Garrett is the first person that comes to mind. Obnoxious, right? Like, if you guys, yeah, if you guys hung out with him for much, five minutes, yeah, he's the you, most you obnoxious. You can't disagree with that, and he would, he would pick that himself. Yeah, well, we see asshole too, and I love. I just like people being so blunt with it, like asshole. <laughs> like okay, <laughs> like we, you really. I'm like, and I think Garrett again would be like, "Yep, I'm an asshole," a lot of times. So, the obnoxious asshole award goes to Garrett. Great dude, though. Yeah, honestly, for him, that's almost a compliment. Mm-hmm. I think. <laughs> I don't. I don't even know if that's a negative. Like, I think he identifies as an obnoxious. Uh, hype. Only thing I can think of is obsidian ammonia smelling salts. That's the only thing I can think of. Hype. Go to obsidian or go to hypedust.com and get yourself some obsidian ammonia smelling salts. Use that promo code 2WL15 to get the most powerful smelling salts in the game. They range from scents. It goes to mild. It goes to strong. It gets spicy. Some of these ones you don't want to put too close to your nose or they'll burn the nose hairs right off you, but it's going to be perfect for your deadlift. It's going to be perfect for potentially a squat. I use it for squat and deadlift for bench, but obsidian ammonia smelling salts is the best. Make sure you use that promo code 2 w 15 to save yourself some money. Also, they're a great brand who gives back to the sport. I love them for that. They're always at big meets. They're always at, really, I mean, a lot of local meets as well, working and getting people smelling salts. Get some for your gym. Get some for yourself. All right, we're 50 minutes in, Steve. Which one do you want to do? Which one do you want to end on? We didn't get to a lot of these, and this is going to be a reoccurring theme if this goes well, and it might not. We might lose potential ratings here. Uh, Diva? This one I could not think of anyone. Diva? I don't. Who's a diva in powerlifting? How would I know that they're a diva? Like what? Heather Connor. I don't know if I would agree with that. I'm going to highly agree with that. But what did she did, did she not have to let everyone know for weeks on end about her travel situation uh, for South Africa okay. that like? Okay, but her he did it once though. He had that one post, and it was I. All right, I think it was of all the travel excuses, like that one was pretty rough. Granted, for me, I want to post it just because I would like to give that lifter the spotlight. But Diva, like, I don't know. I, all right, here's all right. Now, now I'm, I'm pro. Now I'm, I'm thinking in my head. Divas exist in sports and culture where there's a lot of money and there's a ton of fame involved. Like Beyonce's a diva. 
you know, Terrell Owens is a diva. Well, no. Well, you just listed two very different types of diva. Beyonce is a diva as in the positive sense. Terrell Owens is a diva in the uh, negative sense. I think Beyonce There's, there is two very different. You're just a Beyonce fan. We all know this about Steve. You love you. So you're part of the beehive. But we. Well, of course. Yeah. I'm Beyonce, well, Beyonce always. Beyonce is fantastic. Yeah. Beyonce is great. But based on stories I've heard about Beyonce, she's kind of a pain in the ass to deal with. Just, um, well, she probably is that too, but there, there is diva and positive, and there's diva and the negative. There, I, I'm thinking like diva and the negative. Like you're just kind of over the top, and sometimes you probably should just stop talking. Yeah, but diva demands a lot from people because they're who they are. I don't think there's a powerlifter does that because they literally can't do that. Yeah, I think some powerlifters think they can do that. But I don't know. But I, I need. I I don't have evidence of this. Like I need to see it happen. I I guess I've heard secondhand stories. But fucking Brianna Terry was a pretty big diva when we said she was the ninth ranked female powerlifter. Yeah. Yeah. And Joe Sullivan was too. He was a pretty big diva. Yeah, it's got to go beyond that. You can't. I I won't call someone a diva because they get pissed off of what we say in the podcast. I, it would have to go beyond, like, I would think of a diva if they go to a meet and they demand that their meet is paid for because they're a good lifter. I don't know. This is a bad example. Uh, Chance, Chance, Chance Mitchell needing only illegal equipment? <laughs> well, I mean, but he he doesn't, does he demand that? Does he like? I'm not. He went to PA. That was a big reason he went IPF. He said because he wanted Alico equipment. Yeah, but he didn't hold the USAPL hostage for that. You know, I don't. You're going. Oh, you're you going know what? Extreme right, going that, like, they every, literally every are like holding ba- someone hot. Like they no, like, like holding. Uh, all right, obviously a figure of speech. I'm, uh, that was you know hyperbole. But I'm saying like if he's like I will if all right say if PA doesn't exist, right? PA doesn't exist, and Chance Mitchell. And Mega Na- or uh, yeah, Mega Nationals—that's what it's called, right? Or Daytona Nationals was like, I am not competing in this federation until they have a Lyco equipment. That is a diva act that has been done by other people. Antonio Brown was about to retire from the NFL because of a helmet. Like that is a diva act, you know? Like that to me is diva. I don't think anyone in powerlifting is, I think, ballsy enough to really do that. Like they don't have that. Like, uh, let's go to one of our. Uh- I think he's fine with me saying this because he's our dude, but I'll say it. Two White Lights affiliate athlete Marcellus Williams left the USAPL at one point because of the media policy and went to USPA for one meet. He did? Yeah. How the fuck did I know about this? I definitely knew him at the time. I don't know. No. Yeah, he did that. He left. He he refused to go to nationals, I believe, and then well, did a USPA meet. Well, Candido. And then came back. Well, there, well, I mean, you can. Well, yeah, you can I, that's Candido what I'm going with. I'm going with. Both well, I mean, Candido, I mean, maybe you're not Candido mentioning Marcellus. it. All right, maybe you're not mentioning it because he's our guy too, and he's definitely your guy. But Sean Noriega, is there a person yeah, who complains? The if there's a person who complains more about equipment than him, I would be very surprised. I I think that's a valid statement. And then and then on top of that, like there's the hub and there's the branches. It's just all Nori athletes too. Like they'll give you a little critique on the carpets and the bench and the bar and everything else. But all right, I think we I think we found some there. I just like powerlifting needs to become a multi million dollar sport and a highly produced rating sport for them to be divas. Because there's a shit ton of divas in other sports. 
I think there's plenty of people who do not have money who are divas who act like they have a lot of money. I gotta see. I, I gotta see or more have, of or it. have way or way more important than they actually or, are. Or I, well, I've heard heard of things of being like I I deserve a gym membership because of who I am. I deserve a free gym gym membership of who I am. But a lot of those people, I could I could go into a I could go into a commercial gym story here about Mr. Google me. <laughs> to do it. Yeah, do Mr. Google me. I guess this wasn't, I, I, they will end off. Well, the I got on another this. one. I already. Well, no, I already. I'm gonna use. Well, should I save him? I've got one. I've got to do today. I, there, I have one of the most amazing stories ever is gonna be our ending. But do you want me to do the Google me now because it's a shorter story? Yeah, we got we got a lot of episodes. Hopefully, okay. Google me. I don't even know the dude's name. Let's call him Todd. Todd was uh, an MMA fighter, I guess. And at this Gold's gym, there's a basketball court, so there's a pickup basketball game. Um, and per usual and pick up basketball, things got heated. Him and this other guy started getting in the face with each other and started like trying to like yell at each other and chest up. And this Todd guy goes, do you even know who I am? Google me. And then shouts his name, Todd, whatever. And like, tries to act like he would like, literally it says Google me. And so we did, we went and Googled him. Um, he was Owen two. Oh, <laughs> I would have loved, I, that would be my diversion and like running out of the gym. Like Google me, and then people Google me, and it's just my LinkedIn shows up. I'd be like, "Oh, he's gone." <laughs> no, nothing, nothing was Googleable. Nothing happened there. He was Googleable, and he was Owen two as a fighter. He had been, he had been beat twice. He did never won. He all right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna defend Google me really quick. Todd, Google me. He didn't say he was a good fighter. He didn't explain that he was a good fighter. He just said uh, he ha- knew. The, no, the connotation of how he said Google me was very much like, <laughs> you don't want to mess with me. Google me and you'll find out who I am. And so, yes, we Googled him and found out he's a pretty crappy fighter. His, his, the connotation of how he said it was very much like, if you Google me, you're going to find out I'm not someone I'm someone you don't want to mess with. Okay. Well. So. I... Yeah, that's that's a good one. I don't think I, powerlifters potentially. I, I can actually see that happening to a point where powerlifters like Google me or Google my records, which that's one thing. Like, uh, I I had to do once though. Like somebody didn't like. I was at uh, I was my old old gym in Illinois, Brickhouse Brickhouse Fitness, and I was talking to one of the like people who trained there, and. They were, you know, we were just talking and he's like, what are your numbers? You know, typical gym shit. And I told him I deadlift and he was like, no, there's no way you deadlift 722. I'm like, yeah, I, I, I do. I do. It's, you know, it's documented in a powerlifting competition. He's like, for real? I'm like, yeah. He's like, is there any way you could find it? I'm like, if you Google my name, yeah, you can look at my open powerlifting thing. And he's like, what's your name? So I'm like, Angelo Fortino. He's like, can you take my phone and just put that into Google for me? I can't spell it. And I'm like, fuck. At this point, I don't even want to prove this to you. I'm like, this is, this. <laughs> it's kind of like, uh, I'm searching myself on someone else's phone. This is kind of, this is kind of embarrassing, like to me somehow. But I did. He's like, oh, oh, cool. Yeah, it says it right there. I'm like. Yeah, this was worth it. This is worth your gratitude for about five seconds. You didn't even, and he was like, he wasn't even that excited about it. I might, I might, I might have fear in my life that I would have to like, in order to prove my accolades, Google, like, tell someone to Google me. That's why I just when people talk about when like other people talk about powerlifting, like normal people, 
I'm just like, yeah, I'm, you know, it's a fun thing to do. I, I give them the, like the CrossFit, uh, the the CrossFit conversation, or like the guy, uh, the uh, family I, guy, the guy who rides a ten speed everywhere guy. Yeah, you know, it's a really good way to stay in shape. My church small group leader, when I first met him and told him I was a powerlifting coach, he laughed, and then he went, "Wait, oh, you're serious?" <laughs> that's that's. That's mean. That's just rude. And that's still that's still that's still a discussion to this day of him like like there was one time like I was having to answer someone and I, I walked a little bit late in the church and Cheris had told him like I had like an emergency message and I went and walked in he's like, How is your emergency with your powerlifting client, Steve? Was he was he almost dying? Oh god. What, what? <laughs> I even though he's insulting our like entire culture, I love that guy. <laughs> that's, just, that's just like whole like you're just you're from a normal person's perspective you're like holy shit this guy's taking an emergency powerlifting call what a fucking weirdo what a goddamn dork and just like that oh yeah that's that guy's that guy doesn't know it he's my hero in spite of insulting my entire like livelihood not in livelihood or like my entire fucking existence and identity at, at some points yeah, I I just do like do I I do you ever watch the Family Guy when they're like the they the guy who rides a ten speed everywhere, or and the every everything was ended with yeah it's a great way to stay in shape like that's pretty much my conversation with coworkers and other people like my girlfriend's friends they're like oh so you do powerlifting huh like so how how is it? I'm like oh it's you know it's really fun it's really fun competing um you know it's it's a it's a good way to be in a community and stay, uh, stay in shape. Like that's my conversation with people. Then if they like find out I have a podcast and talk about it for about ninety minutes per week with you, they'll be like, "Yeah, it doesn't sound like it's just his CrossFit hobby." Oh, did I tell you about the the person at the golf course that knew who you were? No. Or what happened? No. Okay, so I have a golf buddy I go golfing with. I've golfed with him for like three years, and I walk in and. Where, where he's he's already at the clubhouse and he I he already knows what I do. Like I've told him what I do and like I have a podcast and I'm a powerlifting coach. I walk in and he goes, Steve, you never told me you're an actual like celebrity. And I was like, wait, what? And he's like, Yeah, he's like, my nephew's in town and, and I telling my wife I'm going to golf with Steve. And I, I guess I said your last name too. And my nephew goes, Steve Denovi? Like the guy that has the podcast with Angelo Fortino. <laughs> oh, that's cute. Because he he kept he kept saying like he was trying to allude to you, and he's like, oh yeah, he's like he he wouldn't stop talking about the Fortino guy. He's like that like that. He's like he would like want that guy's autograph. And oh, that's <laughs> and the guy the the little clubhouse manager is just sitting there. He's like, so you're actually like famous? Is like no, like there's like yeah, no, no, like <laughs> you always I'm famous in like, a very no. niche sport that no one else cares about. Um, yeah. Yeah, I guess this yeah, is gonna I mean, turn into a, a suck, like suck my own dick segment, but um, like that happened to me at a sushi place, and it was, it was, I mean, cool. It was cool to like do like very similar to that, <laughs> but uh, the waitress, who's a female, uh, me and my girlfriend were out for sushi, and she, we got her check, and she's like, "So, how much can you deadlift?" And I'm like, "The fuck? No one asked that. No one's that specific." They usually ask bench. And also, it's mm-hmm. a female waitress. So I'm like, fucking girlfriend's right here. What the hell's the matter with you? Like, are you going to drop a line on me in front of her? Like, what's wrong? Are you Like, chill. Stop, stop being thirsty. 
But I was like, I, I said, I'm like, that's a weird question. I never get that question. And she's like, yeah. So like that table over there bought you up on their phone and they're like, yeah, that's him. That's him. That's the guy who deadlifts uh, 770 or something. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I, yeah, deadlift 770. I'm like, wait, there's a table? I'm like, which table is it? And then I see it's like these two, like, 17-year-old A bunch kids. of teenage boys. Well, yeah, was, of course. Of it course. It was these two 17 yeah, it was two. Fuck you. There's these two 17-year-old <laughs> kids with their parents. <laughs> like, like they were, they were like, there, and they're like, oh. Uh, and then I immediately, like, Oh, okay. I'm like, yeah, that makes total sense. I'm like, not the wet random waitress who might have seen me on King of the Lifts. It is the two teenage boys who saw me on King of the Lifts. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, and then, and then an awkward conversation from there. But um, that, uh, yeah, I mean, as long as we, as long as long as we just have a bunch of you know, sixteen through twenty three year olds exist in this world, we could potentially be niche celebrities for life. Or at least until they get bored of the sport. Yeah. All right. Well, that'll do it for this week's episode of Two White Lights. Oh, I got my story. Wait, that my was the story? story. Okay, do it. No, I said I was I was just throwing in the the Google me because that's an easy one. Okay. This one. Okay. All right. Yeah. Premature. That was premature. This this one's this one's intense. This Ooh. one's multi layer too. We had this lady who was a janitor. Um, she, I don't know if she was just a past drug addict or a current drug addict, but she wasn't all there. Like she very much was affected by drug use. Um, she also had somewhere between 11 to 13 kids. I don't know how many she may have been a prostitute. I actually think she may have been a prostitute. Um, one of her daughters, I know, I only know one of their names. One was named Clinica after her favorite makeup brand. Um, and I do know one of her kids died because one day she came to work and she was talking about how she had a bad day yesterday because she was downtown with her son and a drug deal went bad and they shot him. So she had to push him out of the car and drive away. Steve, and so then we asked, well, where's your son now? She's like, I don't know. I pushed him out of the car. Steve, where the fuck is this story going? I, this is the, this is the hottest start to a story in history. <laughs> oh, we're just getting started. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's a hell of so, a way to start it, sir. She, she, she also would tell us about how her Thanksgiving specialty was turkey that she would marinate in Sprite for a week. God damn it. Um, this is not real. But <laughs> not a real human. It's real. But let's get to the two main stories. One of the main There's stories. Two of them. Is, okay. Like I said, we, we do believe she's a prostitute. Okay. Um, I don't know how true this was, but I had heard they had caught her giving blowjobs to people in the movie theater room at the gym. Don't know if that's true, but what I do know is true. I'm more amazed that, that there's a movie theater room. Our, our, our gym manager who was kind of a sleazebag who had just recently gotten divorced. Um, one of the, the, the other managers was messing with him and kept telling the, I, I, I completely forget her name. Oh, Martanza. Her name was Martanza. That was her name. The janitor. Her name was Martanza. Kept telling Martanza that the gym manager, let's call him Bob. Bob had special presents or special You're... gifts for her in her office. If she would do favors, I like, and they said, Martanza, would you do favors for Bob? And she's like, I'd do anything for, for, Oh, it was a six pack of Diet Coke or something. She's like, I'd do anything for a six pack of Diet Coke. And Bob's like, dude, do not put her in my office. And he's like getting really pissed off. Well, they get her in the office to get her six pack of Diet Coke to do some favors. The door shuts. And then uh, the other manager's kind of like, okay, I'm not going to do this. To him. He tr she tries to open the door. He, he tries to open the door to Bob's office with Martanza in there. Well, the door's locked. 
All of a sudden, the door's locked. Um, 20 minutes later, Martanza finally walks out. And she's with her six-pack of Diet Coke. And the manager comes out. And they're like, what happened? He's like, oh, don't worry about it. They're like, no, what happened? She's like, don't worry about it. No one knows what happened. But we all think we know what happened. I, you can you can take I, a guess. I'm I dislike the second. But it, <laughs> but it gets but it gets better. Oh, there's more. It gets better. <laughs> this is the best one yet. This is the best part. One day, Martanza called in sick, um, with cancer. <laughs> I'm not laughing at cancer. She called in sick with cancer. <laughs> I'm dead serious. It gets better. It gets so much better. I don't even know if I can finish this. Midway through the day, there was video of this too. Midway through the day, in front of the parking lot on the main highway, they see Martanza carrying a White Castle Crave case chasing her wig down the street. Oh my God. And they run out there and get a video of it. The next day she comes into work and they're like, Martanza, I thought you had cancer. And she said, no, it's just, the, it's just kind of the one, one day cancer. It goes away real easy. Dead serious. No, That's what she said. She did not. Then they show her the video. They show her the video and said, Martanza, we have video of you running down the street. And they showed her. She's like, that's not me. We're like, no, Martanza. That's you. She's like, no, I had cancer yesterday. All right. This, Dead this, this is clearly insane. This clearly. Dead serious. Clearly insane. Oh, she would. You, I'd be in the squat rack. It was notorious. You'd be like squatting, and all of a sudden you'd have a vacuum coming under your feet in the middle of a set. She'd be like, "Oh, Steve, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, Steve." And she just keep backing <laughs> like, around you. It was like, like it, you it realize was like a thing you don't need to about. apologize. You can just not do it anymore. <laughs> oh, she would always apologize. She would keep doing well, it and vacuum kind. around you in the middle of your set. He's polite, but that is the story of Martanza. Yeah. Okay. There was also one time one of the groomsmen of my wedding got really drunk at the holiday party for the gym and martanza grinded up on him and his now wife let it happen because it was so entertaining oh, that she was grinding on him god well and that, i don't the very fat uh, i guess you can't exclude people from the uh the work party but i'm like it just sounds like you wouldn't want to invite her i also i want to go back to a part of the story here i do like how you just completely outed martanza's name and then the gym manager you're like all right let's keep that on the dl I don't. I don't remember his name. Uh, I, or else I'd say it. Okay. I don't remember. I was like, his name. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, okay. I'm because I was thinking like he's giving all these names out. Granted, I don't think um, this podcast is big enough where it'll get out <laughs> to be like a story. Like if it was on the Joe Rogan podcast, where potential someone's livelihood is at stake. Um, but yeah, I was. I, I found that part amusing. All right. So yeah, this segment. I, how can you top that? You have more to top that one. Oh, do you want? We'll do Vampire yeah. Kid next time. All right, Vampire Kid might be able to top this. Vampire Kid is coming. I do also want to point out that it's funny that we're pushing like for the professional coverage of powerlifting, and we have stories like this on Two White Lights. So you got best of both worlds. You get the <laughs> the sports coverage aspect of Two White Lights and stories of a person giving sexual figures for six pack of Diet Coke. It's who says that we're not multi-dimensional. Yep. 
can't get people have no idea the fun that goes on in in globo gyms yeah you can't you can't get better content anywhere else i made an entire google sheet document and angelo has read through it and can attest (laughs) to the fact that yeah yeah stay tuned if you liked it keep listening all the way to the end because we have so many people having sex in cars vampire kicks drug kingpin dea raid uh client who's banned from the gym uh, for bringing in a ju- uh, gun and telling women their private parts smell good. Uh-huh. Uh, steroid dealers getting busted. Uh, men applying butt cream bent over in front of other men. Trainers having sex and doing clients. Uh, yeah, we got we got some fun here. We got a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, women pooping on walls. Okay, come on. Uh, man. <laughs> okay, we don't need all these. <laughs> gym manager having sex with a married trainer on the top of the gym roof. A uh, guy who jerked off with baby wipes. Yeah. Treadmill ca- caught on fire and flooded the whole gym. Okay. A lot of these are member mistakes, but that the, the treadmill one <clears throat> sounds like a flaw just in uh, equipment. So, yeah, that's a lot I of them. I don't know. Three, I don't know. We, yeah. Should, well, yeah, we should add this one in onto the, the pro preview that's coming up, which is another thing I want to bring up. The pros coming up. I for. I forgot. Virginia Pro? No, the Pro. The US, oh, USPA, USPA Pro. Pro? Have oh, you seen any preview show for that? Have you seen anything? No, I have no idea okay. what's going on. This All is right. even less hyped up than okay, the Ghost Clash. I know. Oh, Ghost Clash was actually hyped up. I, Virginia, or not Ghost Clash, uh, American Pro. The American Pro, though, like, was kind of like. I. I I don't know if I'm I'm like not seeing something here or I'm blocked, but I I haven't seen a whole lot from it. We have to do There's that. There's no one, roster, right? so shit, shit. I see. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I see a couple rosters posted. I see a 275 and a 90 kilo roster posted. So as of now, we are not doing a preview show because there is no roster. Yeah. All right. Well, that's gonna be fun. I just thought about that now. So, but all right, cool. Well, that'll do it for this episode of Two White Lights. Um, going forward, just a little um, inside baseball kind of talk here. We are going to try to include interviews in our episodes. This one went a little bit longer, so we're not going to do that. But our next interview is hopefully Mr. Sean Jin, the eighty-two and a half key, or the eighty-three kilo world junior world champion. Um, very excited for that interview, and we're also going to try to make our interviews like thirty minutes long. Just so it's digestible, and also you can listen to the actual show of Two White Lights and the interview to go along with it. Um, but Sean Jin should be our next interview. I know we're doing less interviews, and that's more of design because the hour-long interviews are hard to do. And um, we also just think that 30 minutes will be better for that. And on top of that, another development. We have merchandise also on twowhitelights.com. Go to the shop, get your merchandise by this episode drops, the bad journalism shirt will be available to purchase. We got a little sneak peek of that at the Power Fest meets. Um, but you'll get the bad journalist shirt and also the redrop of the Fight Night tee. So be on the lookout for that this Friday. So and they'll be up on the shop while you're listening and to this podcast. Orc Orc ten so that I sell more discount codes than Angelo does. Yeah, again, I we couldn't figure out how to get me a discount code, but the real competition is gonna be who buys 
our signature shirts more. Elise, Elise told me you have a discount code. She told me it. She said it's Jello, G E L O. It is. All right, fuck, dude. You know I, I I'm not running this business, right? If if I was running it, it'll be a goddamn catastrophe. So the be- the boss of Two White Lights has uh, Jello there. Okay, okay, cool. We figured it out. I got one. Yeah. So use my discount code Jello. And also we have you know uh, a lot of athletes or. Uh, people affiliated with Two White Lights that also have discount codes as well. So make sure we're going to post it on Two White Lights as we go so you guys get those discount codes uh, ready. So thank you for listening, Two White Lights. We'll see you guys next week. Peace.